Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we press record this time. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> that was that was just before we left to go to Edinburgh. <laughs> we recorded an amazing episode. And then, and then you just I went... I come straight off stage, didn't I? Oh, Yes. And then Guildford was it? <laughs> and then you were like, "I haven't pressed record." Oh, no, it wasn't Guildford; it was Norwich. And then it was time for me to go on stage. Like, all right, well, that's that done. <laughs> and then you, well, we made up for it by doing so much podcasting up in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we had the right intentions. Turned up with the uh, with the Zoom, you know, the travel the travel kit, <laughs> and it just sat there. I think there was an inch layer of dust on it when we uh, <laughs> went to pack it back up again a month later. Well, shall we make up for it now? Uh, yeah. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, a podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the podcast studio by the one and only Mr. Danny Ward. Here we are then. Here we are, Danny Ward. So the um, this is the Edinburgh Roundup. <laughs> yeah, at we one had point it was going to be the you know uh, we had the intro to Edinburgh, wasn't it? And then it was going to be like you know a couple of days in. Yeah. Week one wrap up, <laughs> week two wrap up, Gareth's birthday uh, yeah. uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are back in back in London. It was just overwhelming. It's yeah. just it was. It, it, I think that was the craziest Edinburgh I've ever had. Just busy wise, everything. But like physically busy, emotionally busy. I think we uh, underestimated or maybe overestimated how much time we'd have to do podcasts. Remember that one day we said we were going to do it and I said, I came and said, I'll give you 50 pounds if we can do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Brilliant. You forget. I mean, uh, you just do forget. And it's only an arts festival. We've got to keep everything in perspective, but you do forget how absolutely knackering it is. Yeah. Crikey. <laughs> and, we do, and I don't even party anymore. I don't no. drink. I don't do any of that. I, I have no idea how these people go out drinking and then get up, oh. hungover, do their shows. I can't. I, I, I was speaking to that chap. Um, I forget his name. And uh, he said that he was, um, the night before, he'd been out drinking in the Brooks Bar till 5am. <laughs> and then he was uh, walking home and then he saw a bus. <laughs> I think he was going to Leith. And he jumped on this bus, fell asleep, wake up. Waked up, woke up, bus was at the end of its uh, line. And then he walked back to his hotel. And by the time he got to his hotel, it was uh, 7 a.m. and they were just serving breakfast. 
So then he ate his breakfast, went to sleep for four hours, got up and went and watched a play at midday. <laughs> and then he was back on it when uh, when we were hanging out. Oh, I d- uh, respect. <laughs> yeah. I respect. Yeah. Utmost respect. So, I mean, because we haven't covered anything yet from the festival, I just don't know where to... Well, I know where we... Yeah, I, I do know where we can start. Well, we'll start at the end, which, which of course, is the uh, Victoria Wood Award presented to Gareth yeah. uh, and the show for Gareth Richards at the Edinburgh um, Comedy Awards. And the Ish Awards. And also the uh, Insert Sponsor Here Awards uh, panel prize as well. So both both were both are panel prizes. Um, do you know, I don't really know how to explain, because the, the people listening probably well, don't know have, what that means. Well, they have awards for um, best... Uh, Best act, you know, best best show, best show, maybe best, you know, best newcomer, best newcomer, and then they have what's known as a panel prize, which is sort of given out to uh, uh, so something that they feel is uh, fitting of a spirit of the fringe, mm. and um, and uh, Gareth Show got that, so that was uh, that was uh, yeah, and it, and also it was the, they rebranded this year because uh, the, the 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 comedy awards lost their sponsor, Dave pulled out, so mm. they weren't going to do them, were they? Which is why the uh, other awards sort of were, were established, yeah, which were a massive success as well. Um, but then they managed to last minute get get sponsorship from Sky from another company and the Victoria Woods Foundation. Yeah. So the Victoria Woods Foundation now sponsor what was previously known as the Panel Prize. Yeah. Now the Victoria Woods Award, which sort of recognises uh, community, maybe uh, the spirit of the fringe, and uh, she was a keen advocate of supporting, you know, supporting comedy. Yeah. It's just so cool that I mean it's, it's bittersweet because obviously I, I'd rather we didn't we did we didn't need to do it. We know of course. But, but just just knowing that Gareth Gareth's name is in the history books now yeah. as the first yeah. Victoria and Gareth was at the musical committee like it oh, it's yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's it was a it was a blinding finish to what was an astonishing run. We had two and a half thousand um, flyers printed for Gareth's show, and uh, <laughs> oh, I think two and a half thousand flyers have just gone in the recycling. Sorry, we should have probably yeah we should have probably given them out. People might like to have kept one for prosperity. Now we thought about it. The other idea that Dave Chappell had was that we should have oh, got yeah. everyone to sign a poster. But uh, we can only do so much, right? I <laughs> know <laughs> it's just too late when he came yeah. up with the idea. Everyone, we've we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we yeah. done, we done but, most but, of the shows. Know, sort of, we've got some nice press, like mad places, like the um, uh, the Daily Express and uh, the Sunday Mail, you know, sort of covered it. And then there was a thing in the list. And uh, and then, like, Dara Brian came and did it. Frank Skinner came and did it. Uh, Jack White came and did it. So it sort of, it, it just, it was, um, it just... It all got it, out of control. It sold out every day. <laughs> Literally round. on every seat, every single day. Weekends turning away as many people who, you know... Uh, I tell you what, good problem to have. Mm-hmm. But I did not enjoy that aspect of people queuing up for ages and then they get to me and it's literally no one else no. could fit in the room. And I had to tell them and I just felt awful every day. But, you know... Uh, we were, you know, there's... We, there's so tell you what was so lovely. Seats. What's that? So many people, when we when I had to turn them away, said, can, can we give some money anyway? Isn't that... Uh, well, people were stopping us in the street to give us money, weren't they? Yeah. Saying, we couldn't make it to the show. Can I just give you some uh, money from, for uh, Gareth's uh, trust fund? So lovely. And I, I, at the end of my show, I always plugged Gareth's show. And so many people, when I was, you know, at the end, as people walking out, they were saying, here's t- £10, here's £20. Put that in Gareth's bucket. Do you remember that text message I sent you at the beginning, uh, you know, when we were sorting it out? And I said I had a 20 grand in my head as the amount to raise. Yeah, which was, which was like, we had no, you had no idea Literally, that could have been pie in the sky. It could have been uh, 10% of that, a thousand times that, but it just, just 20 grand just seemed yeah. a number. 
along with the £5,000 that came from the Victoria Wood Foundation, yeah. it took us to, uh, well, 21000 And that's, we still haven't, so it's funny, isn't it? That synergy, if you like. Yeah. That, we, 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 you know, actually, that money took us over the, to the 20000 And actually now we've, we've still got to count the last two days' takings. Yeah. Which will probably be for something like 1800 maybe. So, uh, you know, it looks like we're good chance of 25,000 quid having been and raised. And there's a, we, we set up a, uh, a, a GoFundMe, uh, no, what's the, Just Giving, yeah. a Just Giving page. Uh, and people have been giving to that as well, because so many people asked, they said, they said we can't make it to Edinburgh, but we still like to give. Yeah, because I thought, you know, a thousand pounds, this seemed like quite a lot per day to take out of the room. But then what we, you know, and then when we sort of started seeing a daily take, mm. I sort of re, I sort of put that, thought, okay, well, 10,000 pounds is great. And then the money started going up. And I thought, yeah. okay, well, 15,000. Mm. And then when we won the prize fund, it got to that 20, right? Which is just sort of great. But what we realised, and it was, I think, Jojo Sutherland here can take a lot of credit. James yep. Cook can take a lot of credit. Yeah. Is that there are ways of, you know, speaking to the audience at the end in what's known as the bucket speech. Yeah. That basically we saw the money go up 25%. Mm. And that was, you know, through this basically saying, can we have 20 pounds each, please? <laughs> yeah. And obviously not everyone can afford 20 pounds. But what it did mean is maybe if you were going to give five, you might give 10. Yeah. And on, when, once we twigged that, our daily takes went up from around about six and a half, sorry, 650, 700 pounds. Yeah. To sort of closer to a thousand on a daily basis. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> so we're really glad and thankful to those people who had the nuts really to ask for 20 pounds yeah. ahead. Uh, so, rightly so. so many people to thank as well, like um, Hills Jago and Josh Jones when yeah. helping with the show running when the few days that I couldn't do it. Yeah, well, the beauty was is that uh, G- yeah, Hills Jago, who we've known for years and years, then like the day that Stuart Lee came on, uh, yeah. did it. She, she she threw the, the, the bucket into his hands. So, I mean, not that he wouldn't maybe have done it anyway, but he might not have thought to do it. No. But basically, Stuart Lee <laughs> held the bucket on the way out. And, you know, the, and that, was, that was the first day we broke. That was the first day we broke a thousand pounds because yeah. uh, I think everyone was very keen to sort of uh, put some. No one's putting in coins yeah. when Stuart Lee's holding the bucket. Yeah, no one's putting coins <laughs> into Stuart Lee's bucket. Wow. It sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> uh, but. Um, so the whole thing was a galloping success, really. And, you know, it's a shame we did have to do it. But it was um, it, everyone came together. Yeah. In the spirit of Gareth. And um, I don't think I've I don't think I've cried so much mm. in any period of my life. But everyone just kept setting me off. Yeah. So many. So we had a, so every so many people wanted to come and perform. And it so we had lots of people wanted to perform. We couldn't squeeze them in. But. Oh, no, we're gonna. They probably didn't pick that up, did it? Um, but the, the we're back the, in East London now. You can tell the acts that were closest to Gareth. They they would tell stories about Gareth. They would tell some of Gareth's jokes, and it just it just kept setting me off all the time. Rob Orton, uh, Paul F. Taylor, Nick Helm, and David Trent. They they that they, they performed one of Gareth's songs, which was a which was beautiful. Um, uh, but it wasn't just about raising money, was it? It was about uh, giving people a, a fringe experience they wouldn't forget in the name of Gareth and whether that be seeing Nick and uh, David Frank Skinner in a small venue. Frank Skinner this close to you or, or, you know, some big comedy names or just amazing comedians you hadn't heard of yeah. smashing the room. So many people kept coming back every day mm. because they knew they knew it was going to be a good show and they knew their money was going to a good cause. So, yeah, so thank you to everyone that helped and was involved or came to watch the shows. It's just, just I, I still need to, it's hard to take it all in. It's yeah, it was funny because we went, we went, <coughs> we, um, after we ex- received the award on behalf of Gareth, we were then, this sort of was a press junket, wasn't it? So I got to fill a few ambitions. Oh, yeah. I got to say to a, 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 
a, a newspaper man, a reporter, off the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've given him loads of stuff, and I said, well, off the record. And then I got to say that, which is a uh, might never get to say that again. Well, so I wasn't expecting was. We we got sort of taken off to do an interview. Yeah, went live on BBC News. And they went, you're, you're live on BBC News in four minutes. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And do you remember, we were holding the uh, the award, but the night before, we'd go <laughs> for curry, hadn't we? And uh, I'm a mucky pup. <laughs> and it was on the way to the awards table, wasn't it? I realised yeah. that my fingernails were yellow. <laughs> you said that to me, and I went, Don't, no one's going to notice <laughs> no that. And then you, they kept saying, hi with your award, yeah, hi with your award. I was like, oh God, I hope they can't see my yellow fingernails. And can we also say that you've actually got a Donald Trump tattoo also, on your arm? I Luke McQueen. <laughs> Which we didn't know. Got a, uh, a Donald Trump ta so tattoo. Luke McQueen show. Yeah, Luke McQueen show. Well, he in his show, he put a Donald Trump tattoo on someone, so he just tested it on me after, he just tested it on me, basically. And so I had a t-shirt on, so my sister sent me like this, and she'd closed in on it and circled it with a question mark. Sorry. <laughs> <It was just laughs> silly. Um, but it was, um, you know, it was a very, uh, it was a very moving day. And, um, and you know, it all went well. So, so there's, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's to Gareth. Yeah, and we've got Gareth. a lovely award, um, which we're going to send off to, to Gareth's yep. it kids. is currently, I think, in Banbury. Because oh, yeah. obviously we flew back because the trains were on the fritz. Yep. So, um, Friend of the podcast, to, Matt Bragg. Yeah, Matt Bragg had to bring back some pieces. Because he was driving. Yeah, the mint tea bags. And, uh, <laughs> you're so funny. You just can't... not what not. Yeah, I know. You were like, these are good These are good personal tabs. Let's get them. Yeah, bought the personal tabs back. <laughs> well, what's the point? That's a waste. Yeah, I that's mean, like yeah, six sure. or seven washes worth of water. <laughs> that's over a month's worth of... Someone said to you, do you want a month's worth of washing tabs? Sure. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waste not, what not, champ. And I bought them tea bags back as well, <laughs> so uh, it's so it's somewhere in Banbury. So we'll have to um, get that to the boys, to, to Gareth's sons at some point. Yeah, um, which you know that 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 that, that we'll, we'll get that sorted. So, so so many other things. Well, yeah, happened. let's talk about the others. I mean, it's not like I've got loads and loads of really funny stories because it was just like you know working really really hard, wasn't it? But uh, I got heckled by a baby again. You got heckled by a baby again. Same room, same time as last year. So the f last year, so I don't mind people. But like people, generally, people are quite nice because quite on online when I post a video, a lot of people were like, "Why did you bring a baby to a gig?" It's like it's during the day, it's in the afternoon. People want to come. They've got a baby. I don't mind, but most of them are pretty good. That if the baby was making touch noise, they just left. As you know, yeah, it's very respect respectful. Last year, I had a baby. I was just about. I literally just said in the in my set, going into a joke. I said. Uh, um, you get a lot of heckles in comedy and then I went and I was about to tell one and then this baby went like mm. that and it was just perfect timing right and that was last year and that the mother of that baby actually came in uh, this year and she sort of told me that, that she was the, the, the mother of the baby and she's looking forward to sort of keeping the video and showing the, her kids when she's a bit older yeah that's cool and I got, I got heckled by another baby this baby this uh this time, I was just literally about to... I've got a joke where I mime a blowjob. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's all in taste. Um, I was just about to do it, and the baby went, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like, proper baby. It's yeah. <laughs> so funny. I don't know why that keeps happening to me. How many dogs did you play to this year? I played to three separate dogs. Did you really? Yeah, one in the front row. No dogs. I don't even know if dogs were allowed in the Banshee Labyrinth. I don't know if dogs were allowed in our one, but... They were there. No one's sort of that bothered during the day, are they? No, I don't think so. No dogs. Played to a man asleep, though, on the first <laughs> Wednesday. So that first week, <laughs> my numbers were slightly uh, low. And uh, during the, just a Tuesday and a Wednesday, mm -hmm. 
there was other things going on in the same street at the same time. What was that then? Well, yeah. Award-winning show. <laughs> <laughs> a multi-award-winning show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there was like, there were six people on this Wednesday, right? Okay. I'm going to say it. It's just... Yeah. It happens. It happens, right? The numbers were sort of steady, but this Wednesday, first Wednesday. Black Wednesday, they called it. In, and I was like, uh-oh. I said, look, guys, here's the thing. We've got two choices here. We can do the show. We can endure the show. Or I can take you all to the bar, buy you all a drink, and we'll just have a chat for half hour. Right? What do you want to do? You tell me what you want to do. This bloke, do the show. Okay. I like your spirit. We're going to do the show. Yeah. 30 minutes in, he's sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sound asleep, mate. Right. <laughs> now... <laughs> and I, I, I said, I can't believe this. He's asked to do the show, and then he's fallen sound asleep. He, 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 to the point where, at the end of the show, when everyone had left, he was still asleep in the room. <laughs> so I said to Richie, who's the um, technician at Antrim, mm. I said, mate, I can't. I, my ego, unfortunately, won't allow me to just wake him up after falling asleep in my show. He goes, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, about 10 minutes later, he, he comes up to me, this bloke, and, well, I was just in the bar, and he gives me £10. Oh. And he goes, what I did see of it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so he gave me more than what the people who actually watched the show gave me. <laughs> so, so, you know, in this life, Mike, you've got to be resilient. You've got to turn negatives into positives. Yeah. I yeah. can't be preaching resilience all year and then not do it myself. So I thought, right, this has got to change. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I had someone for a sleep on, uh, in a gig in the, in the same venue. Different room, but same venue. Just completely sparko out. Sparko out. Happens, because people, if you have an early afternoon show, people have been out drinking all night. He didn't, I'd like to say this because he would been, he was hung over or he was, that wasn't it. He was just. What? Bored. Said, <laughs> he was just, a, you know the thing about the Banshee Avenue Cinema Room is it has got, it's it's benches, it's it's it's, yeah. it's soft seats. Mm, and it's They're warm. actually really comfortable. Mm. And I guess it is quite warm, so, you know, I and, had, and, and, and I'm quite soporific. I mean, I had lovely audience members, but this one woman, as as I was leaving, I had, a, I had a really lovely show. And then as I was leaving, she went, I can hear you at the back, like that. 
I was like, oh, I'm so, oh, I, so, sorry. And she went, the aircon was too loud. I was like, oh, complaining about the aircon. That's the first. Yeah. And then, uh, and then as she walked past, she went, and you mumble <laughs> <laughs> and walked out. I was like, just, there's someone at the bar, just ask him to turn the aircon down. Do you or, know what I mean? Or not turn the aircon down. Or ask me to put, because another gig where it was a bit, like they couldn't quite hear it at the back, they, someone just said, can you just turn it up a bit? I just want to turn it yeah, up a bit. turn it up a bit. Like, I understand if you're watching a show and you can't really hear, then, may, you know, but maybe... I also understand uh, uh, that, uh, you know, if you've spent £20 on a ticket, you're well in your rights. Yeah. If you actually haven't spent any money, you're more than welcome to, you know... Yeah. But this is the thing about... didn't put any money in the bucket. No, yeah. oh, there you go. I mean, it's a cost of living crisis, that, um, but it is it is interesting, the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the fact that you do pay on the way out. And obviously, most people are very generous, but... Um, it does stick in the craw if you see someone have a really, really good show and then walk out yeah. and just put £1.40 in <laughs> for two people. <laughs> Haven't spent £6 each on a pint. But you know me, Mark. <laughs> Nam your hood and get Nam your hood and get Ups and downs, ups, ups and, and downs. downs. And anyway, after that bloke fell asleep on that Wednesday, I thought, right, I need to be playing to people who really want to see me. I need to, there needs to be excitement in the room, right? Because on those busy days, it's just, you yeah. know what it can be like in that yeah. room. And it's quite, you're constantly sort of having to shift your, um, your sort of uh, expectations. Well, performance-wise, like. I don't know if people sort of know, but like when you you have to you could you have to change how you perform yeah. a show depending on who who's in or how many people are in the energy in the room. Yeah. So it's very different. It's a very different show playing to a full room of people yeah. who are excited. Yeah. Because another thing is, so I'd say the show. My so I, I was, I'm very lucky and I was pretty busy for the whole thing. And there is an energy in the room when all the seats are taken, where where the audience is like this this is gonna be good. This yeah, is exciting because everyone's here. And I had one midweek show where and I can't complain. It was still good numbers, but there you could see. So there was a okay, it was the first time where the front row they hadn't been filled up straight away. Normally people are pretty good, and so everyone in the room can see there's empty seats at the front. And it was the hardest gig to get going. And I think psychologically, when you can see empty seats, you're just not as excited. Of course you're not. Of course you're not. And also, I think it was, I was talking to Will Myers about this. At some, if you're, if, I don't know, we've talked about it on the podcast. If the audience is up there and at a 10, you can perform a 12. Mm. But there's only, you can only really perform two above it. Yeah. So if the audience is at a three, you can't be doing an eight. No, no. Because it just looks weird. Yeah, so yeah, You can it does. only perform at a five. Yeah. So it's it's all that ever depreciating sort of. Um, and I know benefit. your show was great because I saw it in preview. I couldn't see it in Edinburgh because obviously this, it was the same mm. time as Gareth's show. But I, your show's great because we, we we previewed in front of busy rooms. But if you're if at one day when there was only six, yeah, you're you're looking around and going, oh, this 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 isn't going to be very good, even though it is a great show. So it's about playing to people who want to see you. So hence, after this bloke fell asleep on the first Wednesday, I'm going to get this fucking story out if it kills me, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, do I give you the answer? No, it's all right. It was just free flowing, <laughs> isn't it? It's free flowing. It's not a script. <laughs> I thought I've got to do something about this. Messaged um, Simon Houlihan, who runs the uh, 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 Bracknell Comedy Center. Oh, yes. Was I, was I saying his surname right? You know what? I know that is his surname, but I don't know how you pronounce it because I've never actually said it to him. He's never introduced himself as Simon no. Houlihan to no, me. No, I, I imagine it's Houlihan. Anyway, just Simon. I, Simon I, I know what I'm get, and I just messaged him. Could he send me the, you know, the vid of it? Mm. And I clipped it up and put it out. And uh, so I've started my social media campaign. Finally, listeners, and uh, I it's did a really it. good idea. I did it. Yeah, yeah. You I, should, I, Mark. You should get on board, mate. You know what? I re I should have told you about it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's not it's like like I, I mean, I feel like I should have told you about it repeatedly for the, over the last two years. Or maybe it just I, took I, can only to... I can only apologise that I hadn't. This <laughs> and he, he um, so I put a video at a camping, yeah, yeah. I? I put the camping video yeah. out, and it was me doing my camping routine, yeah, at a campsite. Yeah, brilliant, Very clever. And that went to one million views in like two days. Boom. And it started off at 10,000 views. What, what? And then I just sort of go, well, not started off, it started at zero. I know this thing works. <laughs> right. And, and I just sort of go up. And it was like, sometimes I look at a video and go, okay, 1,000 views. All right, that's all right. And then all of a sudden I'm going, well, I need another 200,000 views and I get to a million. And it's funny how quickly you can recalibrate what's, yeah. what is a good number, right? Yeah. Then it kind of got to one million and then it does, Facebook does something to slow you down. Yeah. However, the annoying thing about that was it was on, that blew up for my personal page, not me, not me fan, <sighs> me fan page. Wow! So I don't think I'm going to put, put anything else on my personal page. Yeah, just I'm going to stick it all on the fan page. Good idea. Because the Weatherspoons gag, yeah, uh, on the fans page is close to a million now. But it's clear what it is. It's when you get something to be talked about. Now, the, obviously, the and how are you finding joke, how are you finding the uh, well, newfound fame criticism? Do you remember Matt Bragg heard me talk? I knocked on your door in the room and I said, knocked on the door in Edinburgh, didn't I? I said, Mark, how do you deal with internet trolls? <laughs> <laughs> because obviously my joke is about how you send over a portion of peace. In, yeah. To someone, and, yeah. And this in 2000, I think 15, when the app first came out, yes, I wrote that and joke. I can, and I can, I can vouch that you, as soon as it came out, you wrote the yeah. joke. And originally it was for um, send them over a small white wine. Yeah. For £1.25, you will feel like Bono. Right? Yeah. And it was Bethany Black. I remember it on Facebook said, Peas for some reason. I don't know how we got in. You know, yeah. And, and so I, she said that. So I changed it to a portion of peas. Yeah. However, my God, everyone thinks they own that process of sending people stuff randomly on Weatherspoons. Right? Yeah. So well, this you is the should thing. have seen what people were saying to me. <laughs> but this is the thing. I'm as funny as piles. You were really funny in replies. That's what you got. You've got to be funny. I'm funny, in, I'm funny in replies and in as funny as piles <laughs> was one of the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So, was I, oh, I was but, just about to, I was flowing then, Danny. Sorry, mate. You saying about replies? Um, you, uh, that's, oh yeah. So that's the thing with comedy. It's like, as a stand-up, you've been, no one, so it, all the people on that internet, on mm. that internet, yeah. they don't know that you've been doing comedy 13 years. No. They don't know that you wrote that joke as soon as the thing happened. Mm. Or they, people just assume, because they don't know you, yeah. they assume you nicked something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But imagine nicking some, uh, someone's joke and sticking it on the internet yeah, so brazenly, yeah. right? And then, um, but I've had this with my jokes. I, like my turtles joke, yeah, that's been nicked millions of times, so many times. And if I sometimes when I do it on stage, not very often, but people, I can see people look at each other going, "He's nicked that." Yeah. Or if I, if or, or if I, so so for example, I, I sort of mentioned so, like so one of the someone steered in it got so many retweets or something and I commented about it and people would give me stick because what they did was they went back and they found my tweet from it which was after other tweets with that joke on it yeah but the trouble is but yeah as in so the other so it looks like I'd nicked it oh oh I'm sorry right. do you see what I mean but what you can't explain to someone in a tweet reply is when I that was like number one joke of the fringe in the mirror in like 2014 or something and when that was in the mirror, that's where everyone nicked it from. 
at those days, I didn't tweet my good jokes because I didn't want people to nick them, ironically. So when it was getting so much, so people were nicking it, it was getting so many retweets. I then tweeted it myself thinking, well, I need to get some of this action so people know it's me. But now if people just look up my tweet, they'll think I've nicked it off other people. But if you actually go all the way back to the Mirrors article on Twitter, you can see it's the first time anyone had done it. It is funny because um, it, it angers people for some reasons. Really does. In, in, in more indifferently to how the, the camping sketch has got no hate anywhere because it doesn't, it's not the same thing if you're doing a sketch at a campsite about camping. Also, if you're doing the routine on stage, that seems to trigger people to really give you shit. But also the Weatherspoons joke is one specific joke. It's all built around that yeah. one idea. Yeah. Whereas your camping bit has got yeah. loads of ideas and it's a general, this is camping. Yeah. So, And also the punchline to my Weatherspoons bit is for 60 pence, you will feel like fucking Bono. Yeah. So someone put, like, where's the laugh meant to be? And I wrote this big, long essay to him, replying, like, <laughs> saying, well, I'd hope it would be here. But that's the thing about comedy. It is subjective. <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, it's just, I just wrote this, I just went on and on and on and on. And then at the end, I said, anyway, what table are you sat at? <laughs> <laughs> what they don't know is I've got loads of time on my hands. <laughs> and then someone else said, oh, you, and this is, you've misspelled Weatherspoons for starters. And on the captions, at one point, it's spelled weather, like weather the weather. And, um, so you haven't even nicked the spelling, mate. No. <laughs> and I was going to say, well, you sound like a right beach. But I, I <laughs> oh, did you not do that? I didn't end? do that in the end. Yeah. I didn't do that in the end, Mark. Be the, you know, be the, be the bigger, be yeah. the bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, in, it is, uh, it's an interesting, I'm now on my journey. Mm. I'm, I'm now on my journey. So Social media journey. Find uh, some, you know, just need to uh, keep clipping stuff up. Yeah. So hopefully next year, you know, I'll be playing to people who don't fall asleep. Or more people asleep. Yeah. Well, if all give me, listen, actually, for the avoidance of any doubt, if anyone who wants to come to watch me next year fall asleep and pay me a tenner, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, because that, <laughs> even in a 40-seat room, that's £400 a day. Yeah. Why not just come in and have a kit? Yeah, why not? Like a, Comfy like seats. a flop house. Advertise it like that. Yeah, like there's no comedy. Maybe that could be what your show is. Yeah. Come in. I can, have we a can, nap. We can, yeah, come in. There's a, we can put a video on, an episode of The Office. You yeah. Know, whatever you want. Beautiful. Should we talk about the Ed, um, Ed uh, Byrne show? Oh, yeah. So I had two tickets for Ed Byrne. And he was oh, on the yeah. assembly rooms. <laughs> and me, uh, me and Laura were going to go. And um, just sitting there, there's a beautiful, uh, it's called a jingle bus, isn't it? Down at the assembly square in Edinburgh. You know, where you get the, uh, the, 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 the uh, curry. Oh, yeah. The chicken tikka masala wraps from the jingle bus. Yeah. Ate one of those. Just chilling, relaxing, you know, 15 minutes before the show began, just casually went to go to the Ed Byrne gig, look at Google Maps. Also, the other thing in Edinburgh, no 5G for love nor money, right? So it took ages to load it up. And then we realised I was in the wrong part of town and it was the assembly rooms. Miles away. New town, like 25 minute walk away. So had to write that off. That was uh, two, two, two tickets. And uh, then I rebooked to see it with you and Charlie. Yeah, so Charlie and I... Uh Booked our tickets separately. Yeah, to book your tickets separately. So when I was walking to the gig that time, I then realised I'd actually bought two tickets <laughs> for that day. I don't know you did that. So in the end, I spent uh, £85 <laughs> to go and see Ed Burns' show. <laughs> and then... As and you walked in, you were, you went, <laughs> right, this better be worth £85. And then, um, 
Well, it bloody was, wasn't it? Ah, oh, it's phenomenal. It bloody was. One and of the best hours of comedy I've seen. And on the way out, we saw Ed Byrne, didn't we? And oh, I yeah. told him I spent £80 yeah, yeah. On, his, uh, on his shows and we had a quick drink with him afterwards. Yeah. And that was um, on the night of the Dave party that no one decided that, you know, to, to, to invite us to. Because uh, and obviously, you know, running a mixed bill show with uh, four acts on every day for 23 days isn't tiring. And there's no reason why we would deserve a night off, as it is billed, to go to the Dave party to enjoy time with your friends eating and drinking and relaxing there's no reason you know, why would what you know why would we need to go to that to that so it's um, better than what i actually did get an invite what <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd... for the day party yeah. yeah nothing more from me mark anything more from you mark nothing more for me danny <laughs> remember everyone be, be more gareth, gareth. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.